Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Turns out that was just to get Mike Evans' number for golf lessons. I wish I was joking, but that's what the league said today. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Hey, welcome to quarterback hell, New England. You're going to see what this is like. We going up on a Tuesday, and Carlin, dare I say controversy in New England oh! with the quarterbacks? Controversy? Oh, you dare. Oh, we have to. Oh, absolutely. And we will get to that in just a moment. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We welcome you on Sirius XM Channel 80 and on the ESPN app. But first, oh, yes, the primetime parlay pays off. Yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. Money, oh, money. Money, yeah, money, yeah. money, money. Money, yeah. money. Money, money. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What did that pay out at last night, if you would, ball mama? Plus 360. Ooh. Plus 360. So, you know, in my mind, though, I was thinking we could have got greedy last night. Yes, with it was the, I. With the over on the rushing yards for Justin Fields. How good yep. was he, he in was terms of using his legs? Fantastic. Who knew that the coaching night. staff from Chicago would realize that Justin, Le- Justin Fields' legs is actually an asset for the offense? Oh. Who knew? What a, what, a, what, a, what a revelation. What a, what a novel concept. <laughs> we got an athletic quarterback. Let's have some design quarterback runs. Well, we did cash in on the uh, primetime parlay, which was over 13.5 for Equinemius St. Brown in receiving yards. Nice. Over 161.5 for Justin Fields in yeah. passing yards. And over 40 overall. Wow. Total. It's a great night. Absolutely. We're back on track with our night. primetime parlay. Back on track. Well, what's not back on track is the New England Patriots. And I have to tell you, I'm kind of enjoying it. Because, Chris, the New England Patriots and their fans most especially now are fully and 100% in quarterback hell. Mm -hmm. This is where every other organization with... A couple of exceptions has been living for the last 20 years, and now you get to experience real life. This is like you basically, as a fan base, were born as a Kardashian if you have <laughs> followed the Patriots over the last 20 years and you just lost all your money. Yeah. Because now you're watching Bailey Zappi. You are screaming for Bailey Zappi, who, by the way, is not too far from being the exact same quarterback as Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. And. He goes out there, he throws a couple of touchdowns when he comes off the bench. You're all getting excited, and then clock struck midnight on Cinderella. And you have no answers when you are looking for the next Tom Brady. He ain't walking through that door. No, he's not walking through that door, but it was clear that that offense responded with Bailey Zappi on the field as opposed to Mac Jones. Now, whether we want to say Mac isn't healthy and attribute his production or lack thereof to that, Okay, that's all well and good, but it was clear last night that Bailey Zappi gave them the best chance to win, which is why you didn't see Mac Jones after those first three series. Carlin, they went three and out, three and out, and then you're talking about a 10-play drive that ended in an interception. Not exactly what you're looking for, especially with the start that the Chicago Bears offense got out to. So I think it was an instance where Bill Belichick had a plan that he was going to platoon the quarterback position throughout the game, but based on how it unfolded, it was clear 
that Bailey Zappi, not Mac Jones, was the quarterback that was going to make the plays to give him a shot. Well, here is Mac Jones on hearing the Bailey Zappi chants from the fans. How deflating was it uh, to hear the, the Zappi chants almost after every series or every time you touch the ball? Yeah, I think, um, obviously, like I said earlier, I definitely wanted to play better and... Um, you know, I just got to do better at my job, and that's all it comes down to, and um, that's all I can control. And honestly, you know, we got a good chance here to go against the Jets, and that's kind of what I'm already focused on. So, like I said, I'm going to do my best to put my best foot forward, and I've been in this situation before, and I'm just going to try and help the team, and whatever my role is, I'll be ready, and I'll give it 100%. Perfect Patriot answer. Unfortunately, you, you can say whatever you want in that spot. At this point, Neither guy really feels like they're definitively the answer. And it's amazing to me because normally you're in this kind of situation where fans are screaming for the young guy uh, because the other guy has been around for a few years. Like, frankly, what we saw in Pittsburgh this year with Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Right? Mac Jones came into the league last year, and you're already <laughs> ready to move on because you saw what Mac Jones is. And that's a guy with a pop gun arm who might be decent. I probably don't think he's going to be a superstar in the league. And now you have another player who I think is incredibly similar. And Chris, while it may be important to to try to figure out who the guy is, I think the Patriots are going to be asking this question the majority of the season, and I don't think they have an answer. Well, here's the thing. With Mac Jones, I understand he made the Pro Bowl as a rookie, and the Patriots are an organization and, quite frankly, a fan base that doesn't need a quarterback to have dominant traits. They just need the quarterback to have those intangibles and manage the game at a really high level to operate the offense. Mac Jones hasn't done that in his four starts this season. He just hasn't. And Carlin, he's got the numbers to prove it. You're talking about two touchdowns to six interceptions. That's not Bill Belichick football. That's not the Patriot way. And so Bailey Zappi represented an opportunity to see, you know, whether or not this player could give the offense a spark. And when he stepped in, Carlin, to his credit, he was able to do that. You're talking about them having a chance in that Green Bay game and then having back-to-back wins over the Lions and the Browns. So you wanted to see what it would look like in prime time, and I don't think it was bad for Bailey Zappi. I just think it got away from him when the complexion of the game tilted to the Bears' way, and you're talking about the Patriots being down double digits and Zappi having to throw them back into the game. Either one of these quarterbacks, when they're in the situation that the Patriots' offense found themselves in in the second half, it's probably going to be an uphill climb. They need the benefit of balance. they got to have a run game to be able to support them. If they don't, they're going to be exposed, and that's exactly what we saw with Zappy late with those two interceptions. Yeah, and, and, and listen, what, who, you know who else we saw it with? Cooper Rush. We, we saw it in Philadelphia. We what saw it in Philadelphia, yep. When you fall behind and you have this quarterback, you're not going to be able to come back and, and come storming back. But can so I say speak. this about mm-hmm. Bailey Zappy? There were a handful of throws in that game last night. Mm-hmm. You were like... That's a damn good throw. Oh, I think Bailey like, Zappi the, the, is a better like, arm. Like, like listen, the, the throw to Jacoby Myers, that, that was a little bit underthrown. That was a walk-in touchdown if he puts it on him. Yeah. But that throw he made on the second series to Devontae Parker. Fantastic. To move him to the low red zone. Yeah. That's an outstanding throw, Carlin. And then there was another far hash throw to Devontae Parker where he whipped it out there, put it on the money. It was tight coverage. Didn't matter because it was a perfect route and it was a perfect throw. So when you see those types of traits pop out, it's like, Maybe we got something that we can work with here. And based on all the reports that we're getting from Mike Reese and others about what's been happening with Mac Jones this offseason and how his camp is upset about 
Josh McDaniels walking out of the door and them not going after Bill O'Brien and replacing the offensive coordinator position with, you know, a special Who teams coach in Joe Judge and a former defensive coordinator, Matt Patricia. All of this stuff going on, all of this noise for Mac Jones is not good for him when you have a guy in Bailey Zappi that's comparable in terms of what he's bringing to the table. So I think this is a weird position for the Patriots to be in, to have this kind of dysfunction in their quarterback room. But the reality is, it's not easy replacing a legend, and now the Patriots are going through what, I guess, you know, two-thirds of the league has been going through for the last couple of decades. Yeah. Finding a quarterback that you can win with, win championships with, and that player having some kind of longevity. So this is uncharted territory for the Patriots, but uh, they need to settle in because it feels like they're going to be here for a while. Oh, 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 oh. They're going to be here for a while. Yeah. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Want you to be a part of the Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Hit us up. On the lines right now at 888-SAY-ESPN, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. And in college football season, without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Should it be Mac Jones? Should it be Bailey Zappi? We'll take your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN. Now, we had planned on going in a different direction. But Aaron Rodgers spoke within the last hour or so on the Pat McAfee show. Um... I have not heard this at all. I have no idea what he said. And just to give you a little peek behind the scenes, here was the thought process. Let Carlin hear it live on the air. Let's see if he can wind up the toy and see if Fatty McButterpants goes off. Oh, yeah. This is a ball mamba moment, and I can't wait for it. So here is Aaron Rodgers earlier today uh, talking apparently about the team and their mental errors on the Pat McAfee show. If we have 50 plays and we have 10 mental misassignments or mental errors, that's 20% of the time. So that's way too high. You know, in the past, we're looking more like at, you know, less than 10%. So it gives us, you know, a really good chance to be successful. 20%, that's too high. You know, that's, a, you know, one play a series where you're really making it tough on yourself. So we got to fix that. And whatever that is, I think, you know, guys who are making too many mistakes shouldn't be playing. Got to start cutting some reps. And maybe guys who aren't playing, give them a chance. Oh, wow. Well, why don't you just take over coaching the team then, Cowboy? They're paying you enough money. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you would say it. I knew you would say it. Why don't you just run the show then? Well, that's essentially what. what they're doing, right? They turned over control of their franchise in the last year or so to Aaron Rodgers. He's basically dictated what's going to happen every step of the way. Oh, we made you upset. Let's give you a new contract paying you $50 million a year. Oh, you're uncomfortable. Let's bring in your security blanket and Randall Cobb. We'll trade for him. Oh, what else do you need us to do? Whatever Aaron Rodgers has wanted in the last calendar year, the Packers, Brian Gutekunst, and Matt LaFleur have acquiesced to it. Do you know why, Carlin? Because they wanted to make sure that the guy didn't walk away. They wanted to make sure that he didn't retire or he didn't demand a trade. They wanted to keep the back-to-back MVP in the fold. And now this is the other side of that. This is the downside when you turn over control of your franchise to a player as mercurial as Aaron Rodgers. You have a leadership vacuum, and you have this type of dysfunction where the quarterback is empowered not only to to do his job, but to feel like he can speak on what the head coach should do or what the general manager should do. Think about this. Just put this in perspective. Last week he was talking about how great a relationship he had with the GM 
and the confidence that if we need to make a move, then we're going to make a move. This week, he's talking about who the hell needs to get playing time. Yeah. Think about that, Carlin. Is this the kind of leader that you want? Is this the guy that you want setting the agenda for the rest of the guys in the locker room? It sure doesn't feel like it right now, and it makes it easy to understand how the Packers can find themselves with a losing record seven weeks into the season. By the way, Aaron Rodgers has never been in this position before. Very, very interesting. Yeah, I I would say that it's always entertaining for me to see someone with narcissistic qualities completely lack self-awareness. And that's what we see. We see this with Aaron Rodgers. It's it's entertaining for me to watch. It's a little bit angering, I'll be honest. Because when you have put the American public through the stupid drama of your life over the last couple of years, <laughs> and now you are going to turn around and bitch and moan about everything that's going wrong around you and not work to fix it yourself, that just shows... That someone who has gone on so many enlightenment journeys has absolutely no concept of themselves whatsoever. (laughs) It is, it's fantastic and it's awful all at the same time. You know what he is? The worst. That's what Aaron Rodgers is. He's the worst? He is the worst. He is the worst because when you watch Aaron Rodgers play, you... You really appreciate how great he is. Mm. I, even I can appreciate that. But then he has to rip that away from me every time he opens his mouth. Every single time. And this is just another another example. Now it's, now we're going to start cutting playing time. What's next, coach? What's next? Please let me know. Please enlighten me as you will. Because... I don't think there are answers. I think you know there aren't any answers, and you can keep throwing this crap out there if you want to. Maybe I'm surprised that we didn't delve more into the trade deadline again this week since it's Oh, it's next coming. Week. Just wait yeah. on it. It's coming. We're a week away from the trade deadline. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers will have more to say about that. But are we going to hold that for next Tuesday? But, Carlin, here's the deal, man. You don't say something like that in front of the media. No! You keep you that say that in-house. privately, go nuts. You address your teammates in a team meeting at the beginning of the day. You say, you know what, guys? Listen, we got to clean some of this crap up. And if you don't clean it up, then I'm not going to throw you a ball. You're probably not going to get some playing time. If you want to go about it that way as a quarterback and keep things in-house, cool. Go crazy. But you don't take something like this to the media. Because what you're doing is is running over your teammates with the bus, and then you're putting it in reverse and making sure you back up on them to make sure they're dead. That's what you're doing right now. You're trying to, I guess this is his roundabout way of trying to motivate guys and resuscitate the season, but what you're doing is you're killing your guys. And I don't know in what world is that a good sign or a good a good way to be a leader. I just haven't seen that style have you know success is, in the National Football League. It's a completely unhealthy relationship with your teammates. Oh, no doubt. Even if you're having those discussions behind closed doors, at least show that you have the respect for them to acknowledge that they're working hard and they're doing everything they can to fix it. They're just not there right now. You don't need to go out there and make it worse because that's what you're doing. You are telling the world, look at what I have to deal with. Well, this here's, is not here's my what fault. I here's what I don't understand. If you're truly a leader, why not stand in front of all of the mistakes and say I'm the quarterback of this team, it starts and ends with me. Narcissists don't do that. No, I understand. I get that. But there's there's the contrast of what a guy like 
Aaron Rodgers does, and then what we've seen from Tom Brady in the past, what we've seen from Pat Mahomes early in his career, these guys take it upon themselves and say, I need to be better. It starts with me. If I'm better, then I then everybody else around me is going to be better. There's no point in saying, well, you know, if guys keep making mistakes, then we're going to cut down on their playing time. Well, bro, you're the quarterback. We know they're not going to cut down on your playing time. Yeah. So you're not talking about you. You're talking about everybody else in the locker room. How is that okay? It's well, not, the, and that's Chris, the problem. But that's why you find yourself three and four, a team that's grossly underachieving, and Aaron Rodgers being a double-digit dog for the first time in his career going on the road in Buffalo. There's never, that's how you find yourself in this spot. And I don't understand why Aaron Rodgers doesn't realize that as talented as he is, he now feels like he's more of the problem than he is the solution. I can't remember Brady ripping a teammate publicly. No, he doesn't do that. He doesn't do it. He doesn't Mahomes do that. Mahomes doesn't rip it. You're right. Mahomes doesn't do it. You never hear the word we. Peyton Manning never, you never, Peyton Manning never did that. Eli Manning. Yeah, I he did do it once. The one time I remember is when they lost a playoff game. To be fair, they did it to his offensive line once when they lost to Pittsburgh in that bad playoff game in 2006. Okay, I don't but, remember. I don't remember that one. But, I will tell you, I played with Eli Manning. He never did but that. The, but no, no, no. With Peyton, I'm talking about. Okay. With the the one thing he said was we had protection problems today, and it was all. Oh, oh my God, Peyton is ripping everybody else. But the point is, well, that was once that that happened. Hold on, I'm gonna, let, let, let me say something about that too. Yeah, we had protection problems. Who caused the protections for Peyton? Yeah, Peyton. Exactly. So when he says we had protection problems, yeah, the offensive line is implied, mm-hmm. but that's also the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, well, all I'm simply saying is when you start talking about Aaron Rodgers and teammates having MEs, it's guys, guys are making mistakes. He's saying those guys are going to be benched. They're not going to get playing time. Well, we know they're not talking. We know you're not he talking is, about yourself. He is saying they, not we. He is saying this is not my fault. It's all these dope's fault. And that is... Is just flat out wrong. If you want your teammates to respond to you, go behind the scenes, handle it. Maybe he has, but then don't go out publicly and rip them up because this is all he's done for weeks. Well, ultimately, you're going to need these guys in order to have success. That's what I don't in, get. In order to do what you want to do, which is compete for a championship, you have to have the support of but, your teammates. But you know what? You Chris? can't. Hey, in the words of Giselle, Tom Brady's wife, you can't throw it and catch it as the quarterback. You can't. It's true. You can't. So you're going to need your teammates. You're going to need Romeo Dobbs. You're going to need Christian Watson when he's back healthy. You're going to need Alan Lazard. You're going to need Tanya. You're going to need those offensive linemen. You're going to need your defense. He is And right now, all of those aspects of this team are underachieving, which is affecting Aaron Rodgers' performance. So can Aaron Rodgers be better? Yes. Can the pieces around him be better? Yes. But there's no reason to air those guys out publicly. No. That does that that serves no purpose. This is not about Aaron Rodgers' play either. We understand that. What it's about is leadership, is having guys backs publicly, and it's it's also just about somebody <sighs> sitting there and being willing to to take ownership of things not going well when you are the leader of the group. Can I ask you a question? Where the hell is Matt LaFleur in all of this? Does he feel like he's a head coach? It doesn't feel like he's a head coach right now. It just feels like he's a figurehead. Well, that's because he is. Well, he needs to assert himself as the damn head coach and let everybody know the quarterback doesn't make decisions on playing time. Well, he's pretty much indicating that he is. That's my... Yeah. That's the problem, yeah. Carl, and that, that's what I'm saying. Yep. Last week I talked about it. There is a leadership issue within this organization. That's how you have a defense as bad as they are with seven first-round draft picks on them. 
That's how you have that. A team that's won 13 straight games, 13 games in three straight regular seasons. Now you're talking about them getting off to a three and four start. You know how you underachieve like that at the beginning of the year? Because you have leadership issues. And it stems from ceding control of this organization to Aaron Rodgers. And how do I know they did that? Because they gave him that contract this offseason. Yep. Which, and people know that are in the NFL, when you give a guy that kind of money, you're also giving him a hell of a lot of power. You are. There is no getting around that. And he is sitting there and complaining about what he doesn't have as opposed to trying to make what he does have work. Canty and Carlin, well, they were right. Wound me up a little bit. I didn't realize it was going to wind, I didn't realize it was gonna wind me up, too. <laughs> Catching strays over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. We're going to step aside for a moment and count our money off the primetime parlay. We got money. In just moments. We got money. That trade deadline we were talking about just a week away from today. We are all already getting a glimpse into who's buying and who's selling. We ask one of our insiders next. That's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? You feel like the the deadline might be this fast-paced like this music. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us right now. Jeff, Canty and Carlin, listen, 
let's just get right to it. How how uh, busy, I guess, is the best word to use here, do you expect the next week to be prior to the trade deadline? So I don't know that it's going to be – look, it might be busy. I just don't know that it's going to be very dramatic. Um, you know, I think what you're going to see is a lot of teams – Sort of what we saw today with the Cowboys landing a defensive tackle for a seventh-round pick. I think that's the kind of stuff we're going to see. Some potential depth adds, um, some some players that teams are generally probably down on or have given up on. I don't think we're going to see a lot more Christian McCaffrey-style moves at this point. That, to me, was the the uh, the climax of the, the trade season. The rest, probably just depth type of stuff. Jeff, speaking of trades, we just saw the New York Jets trade for James Robinson. I know we'll get into that in a minute, but the team they beat this past weekend, the Denver Broncos, they've lost four straight games in a row, and their defense during that span has given up, on average, less than 20 points. Uh, I got to ask, it feels like it's getting late early for Nathaniel Hackett. Just where are we with his job security? And with the bye week coming up and all of those different things, where is Nathaniel Hackett with his job security? I would imagine he's going to get the season. It's your first year. Uh, generally speaking, first-year head coach. And by the way, not just a first-year head coach, but a first-year new ownership group that's also trying to get their feet under them in terms of what they want uh, out of their organization. So even if this was a situation where a team might be prone to, uh, to fire uh, a coach who seems like he's in over his head, um, this is an ownership group that, to an extent, is in over its head trying to figure it out. So I would say that's going to get him at least, at the very least, the rest of the season and give him some chance to show that um, the first six weeks of the season were mostly the result of being a rookie head coach and not foreshadowing what's to come. I don't know which is, is the truth, but I think that this ownership group will at least give him the rest of the season to figure it out. Jeff, from a personnel standpoint, what do the early struggles for the Broncos mean for them at the trade deadline? Do they potentially become sellers? I don't think so because you've already invested so much in Russell Wilson. You can't convince your fan base after doing that the same season that you're in suddenly a fire sale mode. It makes total sense for the Panthers to, to go ahead and commence that when they've fired their head coach. Um, they, they, are, they don't have a franchise quarterback. And ultimately, in Christian McCaffrey, they have a running back who they're going to have to decide whether to pay the big dollar ne- in uh, next year anyway. That, to me, is the potential for a fire sale situation. What the Denver Broncos have on their hands instead uh, is, is probably more of a wake-up year and, uh, and figure it out this offseason. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us. All right, you were in Miami for Tua's return. What were they saying after the game? What could you sense after the game just in the difference that he makes for that team? It's enormous. I mean, you know, for anyone who had questions about Tua Tungavailoa, and maybe those questions will continue to persist, I think we can all at least recognize that he has the, the, the talent and uh, the impact on an organization to deserve the opportunities that he's getting. Uh, I mean, it was night and day different from what we saw. And I'm like, I actually, I don't know if anybody's even heard of Skylar Thompson, um, big NFL fans, but I, I was really actually interested to see what he did. And I think he's got a promising future. But the difference between Tua, Skyler, and Teddy Bridgewater was so night and day obvious. Uh, I know it was not a pretty game. I know the first drive for the Dolphins was absolutely the highlight of the game. But time and time again throughout that game, you still saw the difference between Tua 
and uh, and a lot of other quarterbacks throughout the NFL. Jeff, you brought up something interesting on the pivot with Ryan Clark in talking about what could potentially happen if a player is taken out of a playoff game or the Super Bowl for a taxi or without a concussion. Of course, the, uh, the the incident we saw this past weekend with the Lions and Amon Ross St. Brown. Can you elaborate a little more on that and what could we potentially see in terms of the NFL making any potential amendments to their concussion protocol? Yeah, I just look back at that those those few weeks there um, where you know ataxia, a term that I don't think most NFL fans were were even knew what that was or, or understood that as a medical term or otherwise, uh, and then all of a sudden, a week later, uh, a player in Teddy Bridgewater during a game that many people probably weren't paying attention to gets taken out for um, really what appeared to be no stumbling at all, and because a spotter thought that he uh, had ataxia, that he had stumbled and potentially had an head injury before he could even be evaluated for it. He's told he cannot go back in the game for the remainder of it. And that he is now for the rest of the week in concussion protocol. Um, I understand player health and safety. I do not want to understate the importance of that, but at the same time, the NFL is in a situation where they need to be very careful about having a hair trigger reaction changing rules to the concussion protocol based on um, what was obviously one scary situation with Tua Tungavailoa, but making sure that going forward you don't create more issue for yourself by changing those rules so abruptly. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter. Last one for me. Something else you were talking about on the pivot, Jeff, is that uh, Tom Brady, his play on the field is still fine. He can still play, but yeah. Uh, you were talking about whether or not there might be um, some in the locker room who don't view him with the same cachet as maybe Tom Brady is used to getting, considering what's going on this year, missing time, all that kind of stuff. I'm just curious if that's a real concern for Tampa at this point, that maybe they look at Tom a little bit differently than the rest of us do, considering they're in battle with him every day, and he did miss time. Yeah, I mean, I think my point there is more, uh, I don't know that that to be the case, and I think that's only a question that players in the locker room could answer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, was, I actually thought it was great when he laid into the offensive line because it, it reminded me of the Brady who so passionately cares about putting the best product on the field and, and making sure everyone else does the same. Um, I guess my wonder is, in a year like this, um, where he is getting older in the locker room and maybe doesn't connect with guys quite the same as he used to, can he still do those things and it resonate as it once did? Uh, maybe it can. I'm not trying to present that in with like a negative connotation, more as an inquisition into what the hell is going on in Tampa. <laughs> and, uh, and, and You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't look at the play of Tom Brady right now, and if you really do dig into it, both statistically, analytically, and just what you see with your eyes, he still has it. Like, he's still an elite quarterback who's throwing elite passes. But something is clearly different. I don't think that I can merely look at the roster and say it's insufficient. Um, I just, something about the energy, the chemistry of that building feels very different to me right now. And if we're going to look back and say for the past several years that it's Brady who changes things for the positive, we have to wonder this year, and maybe this changes, if it's Brady that potentially uh, isn't able to do that the same way he has before. How much of the early season failures that the Bucks are experiencing falls on Todd Bowles, Jeff? 
You know, it's funny. The first four weeks of the season, I would have said, all injury, they get a pass. I mean, their wide receiving core was decimated. They had nothing on offense. But it does start to fall on bowls because the defense feels like it's underperforming at times. It was awful against um, Carolina in that second half. And by the way, it was awful then. And you're also looking at a guy in Byron Leftwich who, you know, I understand is a decently talented offensive coordinator, but, you know, I, I think we were all a little premature to just dump all over Bruce Arians uh, after kind of, look, I look back at the last two years and I see a lot of risks, but I see a lot of reward. So that's my only thing. Like, I know that Bruce has a different way of doing things than Todd Bowles, but I don't know. If I look at the Bucks right now, I feel like they're, they're missing a little bit of that Arians uh, risk-taking and swagger that, uh, that kind of led to a Super Bowl. Jeff, you are never lacking in swagger. Thank you. Oh, uh, tell my wife that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I lost it. It's like you turn 40 and you just feel all of a sudden I'm wearing like golf shoes and khakis. Like, where's my swagger gone? Anyway, that's for my <laughs> Come on, Jeff. You <laughs> Come on, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Darlington, right. ESPN NFL right. reporter, giving the insight as usual. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Well, we were talking about the Patriots being in quarterback hell. Has one long-suffering fan base finally found their franchise quarterback. That's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. I I don't know how you can't be encouraged if you're a Chicago Bears fan by what you are seeing from Justin Fields. Mm. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're on the ESPN app as well, which is where you can watch us by just opening up and clicking watch, and bang, there we are. Now, 
for Justin Fields, who, as you know, is somebody that uh, that I have been very fond of for some time uh, as a player, what I'm particularly encouraged by is while you may look up and not think the numbers are flat-out gaudy, look th- consider what he is doing and what he did last night with what he has around him and how much maturation there seems to be. It's not just making great throws, Chris. It's also recognizing uh, comfortability in your game. And and there feels like that Justin Fields is developing that. I can be in the pocket. I can move outside the pocket. But I'm not scrambling for dear life. I'm trying to make plays down the field. And if it's not there, I'm going to make smarter decisions. No, and that's exactly what you saw last night. But you also got to give credit where credit is due to the coaching staff for the Bears, particularly Luke yeah. Getze, the offensive coordinator. Because last night they realized that Justin Fields, one of his – dominant traits is his athleticism let's use that to build confidence in the kid Dan Graziano said it this morning on get up they had the mini bye week with playing the Thursday night game against the commanders in week six and so it seemed like an opportunity to reassess and the organization the front office the coaching staff and ownership got together and said we've got to find a way to build confidence in Justin Fields one of the ways you do that with a young athletic quarterback is allow him to use his legs to get out of trouble so last night you saw the Chicago Bears call a game where Justin Fields could actually utilize his legs. Six design rollouts in the passing game out of the 21 pass attempts that he made, Carlin. That's pretty damn impressive. And then couple that with the fact that you had 12 design quarterback runs. On the season, the Chicago Bears had 13 design quarterback runs, Mm -hmm. 28 rushing yards, four first downs. Last night, 12 design quarterback runs, 55 rushing yards, five first downs. It feels like this is the formula that they have to ride, especially with the shaky offensive line, in order for Justin Fields to continue to grow and develop as a young quarterback. I thought it was very interesting. We had Courtney Cronin on yesterday from Foxborough right before the game, and it was right after Ryan Poles, the GM, uh, had spoken to the media, which was not necessarily expected. And here's what he had to say about Fields. I know Justin's been a big topic in his development. You know, we're encouraged with the progress that's there. I know there's, you know, it's not on the statistics and on the paper all the time, but he is getting better in a lot of different areas. I think as a whole, we got to continue to play better around him as well to allow him to keep playing well and get his confidence going and be, you know, executed at a high level. Is the jury still out? It is. It is. Yeah. We're, we're not sure about this yet. But you see encouraging signs, not just in winning the game last night. They also forced a bunch of turnovers. But more importantly, in just the way he looks and the way he handles himself. I feel like when you watch some of the plays that he makes outside of even the run game, if even if that's adding the confidence level that you're talking about, it's yeah. setting him up for confidence in throwing the football. No. Because that's what I saw. Very confident guy. Yeah, and I mean, it's finally good to have them on the right side of winning a game, right? Because they've had three straight losses, and all of them have been one-possession games. Yeah. And so for everything that Matt Eberflus is trying to preach, you got to have something substantive, something tangible to hold on to as a player in order to continue to buy in. This was the win that does that. They came into this game as eight-and-a-half-point dog, and they left in a blowout win. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.